This is the Mike Force Podcast. Welcome to the Mike Force Podcast. Today, I'm with my friend Paul, and we're going to discuss Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Alright, Paul. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. Uh, thank, you very, thank you very much for coming. So, you got the opportunity to watch the six episodes yesterday, correct? Yeah, and, correct. Uh, how did, what was your initial reaction? Well, my, well, my initial reaction is I didn't know, I, I didn't know that uh, like Tales of the Jedi was a show. I just hadn't heard about it. I thought, oh, Tales of the Jedi, that's strange. I haven't heard that. Um, it was it was different. Like the first episode, mm-hmm. first episode confused me so much. As I started it, and uh, some of the CGI animation, at first I thought, oh, this looks like really dated. Mm-hmm. Um, little by little, getting through the series, I realized, like, no, it's not dated. It's like you can you can see a difference between kind of their character design and. It, you could really tell that it was an intentional thing. Like, um, it didn't. Maybe I didn't appreciate it at first, but you could really see they use like angular, mm-hmm. uh, angular lines sure. in like the shapes of the face and everything like that. I thought it was really cool. It was really interesting, uh, like artistic direction. That that's pretty cool. Kind of like, cause you know, myself is like a very in-depth Star Wars fan, and I know we both share a a love for Star Wars, but we're on kind of different levels, I'd say, just in terms of how deep we go. I'm like um, a normie Star Wars fan. Yeah, and... I would like to be more than a normie. You want to join the sweaties? The sweaties? The sweaties. <laughs> One day. <laughs> all right, all right. I got. I, uh, I gained that term from you. I remember it. I remember it. Because uh, Paul, Paul really likes anime, but today... Yeah, I'm a big-time weeb. Yes, yes, the weebiest. Yes, <laughs> and maybe someday we'll get to do a an anime and I've version. Always, I've always loved Star Wars. Like I grew up watching Star Wars. It was some of, some of my favorite thing. Uh, some of my favorite movies. I remember watching it as a kid, um, watching it on like a big box TV, and then they would have the bars on the top and the bottom. It was like that sixteen by nine ratio. Oh, okay, but okay. it was still like you know on a home, uh, like oh. a VCR, or. Like a tape? It, yeah, it was probably like VCR at oh, the time. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> or like yeah, I watched like the first, uh, the first uh, episode four, five, and six. Okay. Um, That's that awesome. Just, it like blew my mind when I first saw it. Really liked Star Wars. Um, uh, watched, uh, ended up watching the prequels, and then kind of fell off after there. Like I've watched all the new mm-hmm. movies that have come out, but mm-hmm. I haven't really kept up too well. Besides the Mandalorian, uh, on all the new projects that have been going on and uh okay uh clone wars is one of the shows i want to keep up on yeah so mike is kind of uh uh my jedi master into <laughs> the world of the sweaties well well you know um i think like we were talking about before we started recording i think that the more eyes that we have on a product the more content they're going to produce and i actually feel like it's kind of cool like you have a background in liking Star Wars and giving it a chance. And at least you saw the first or all the movies and you watched the Mandalorian and there's no problem with like, if you like something, if you don't like something, everybody has their own flavor of ice cream and they're only like 
their own thing that they like to watch. So I, with that, did Tales inspire you to maybe think of exploring more things within other shows based on Star Wars? Yeah, def- definitely. Um, I did like, I guess sometimes, and one thing I thought was really interesting was I I wasn't expecting this. I thought um, I'd watched uh, Star Wars Visions and they were, um, I thought Tales of the Jedi was going to be one-off episodes of different um, not connecting stories. Mm-hmm. So I was really surprised to see that uh, like episode one, um, can't remember her name is uh, Ahsoka. Uh, yep, Ahsoka. Yep, uh, they showed Ahsoka in the second episode. I think they were. Um, do you remember? It was. Um, that was still Ahsoka's, right? I believe it's been a while since I. I didn't recap, so that's on me. But Paul, Paul, Paul freshly watched them. I believe the first two episodes were Ahsoka. Oh, okay. Well, I. I want to say. I was I was surprised to find that there was like a continuation. Um, like there was kind of a. Uh, a continuation throughout Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and I, you know, maybe this has happened. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like on the dark side, but like, I like how they. Um, I like how they really uh, use perspective in the show. Okay. Where I found myself really empathizing with Count Dooku. Right. Where right. in the movies. Uh, I only really saw him as, oh, he's he's bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's clear cut. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really to figure out there. But in the show, it's like, oh, I can, I can really understand why he went into the direction that he did, mm-hmm. and that the Jedi aren't necessarily so clear cut good, and they have their own faults, and sort of the temptation of the dark side and all that. It was very interesting uh, character development. And, you know, that, that, I mean, that really is a good point. Like, I think the movies give you a scene, like, of course, the Emperor's evil. Anakin was good, turned evil, turned back good when he got redeemed by Luke. Um, but Count Dooku, he was never really, like, I guess, purely, a tr- like, true-to-earth Sith. He just had different ideals and he felt the path that he had to take was through Palpatine. And I think Palpatine, well, Palpatine basically used him as like a puppet. But a, do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it. That, that, was, that was a Dooku's revelation when uh, he knew Palpatine was like, Palpatine. <laughs> he knew Palpatine. He knew Palpatine was like using him the whole time. But like going back to what you said, like Dooku really had a falling out with the Jedi, especially when Qui-Gon, remember from the first movie when Darth Maul killed Qui-Gon, when he like stabbed him through the chest? Yeah. Through his stomach? What did, what did you think, oh sorry. Oh, you're good. Oh, what did you think about when um, the show, uh, there's a scene where Dooku, he's, uh, he had warned about, uh, he had warned about, um, oh, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon had spotted a uh, fall with a Sith Lord on, on Tatooine. Mm-hmm comes back to the council, warns the council about it. Mm-hmm. They don't really believe him or they don't really take any action. They say, oh, we're going to be cautious until, mm-hmm. until there's more. What did, what did you think about all that? I think that was a... Linking it to Dooku, I think that was a 
very pivotal moment for him because I know in Tales he did reflect on that when the when he found out that Qui-Gon went and saw a Sith Lord and he found out the council didn't really fully believe in him. And then later on, as Tales of the Jedi keeps continuing, Dooku then finds out Qui-Gon fell to that same Sith Lord that the Jedi sent him to deal with, but they didn't think it was such a big deal. They, didn't, they sent him and Obi-Wan for the first Sith Lord in, I think it was a thousand years, and they, a hundred or a thousand years, one of the two, and Qui-Gon ends up getting killed, which is basically almost like the son for Duke, like Dooku's son, his apprentice, you know, and then I feel like Dooku thought they should have sent more backup, more reinforcements to handle this enemy, but they didn't, and they ended up having Qui-Gon get killed. Yeah, I really felt that, uh, the, um, the episode choices, like, I really, they really showed that Count Dooku was an intelligent and inquisitive person, and, like, the episode choices with, with Mace Windu, I like, mm-hmm. I like both, I like both of their characters, uh, Mace Windu and Dooku, mm-hmm. but you can really see in the show where, like, Mace Windu just wants to go home. Uh, he just wants to very strictly like follow pro- protocol, mm-hmm. um, and they make they show that it's not so clear cut. Uh, after I hope I'm not spoiling anything for well, anyone. I mean, well, I guess in in terms of that, well, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Um, it's been out for quite a while now. I know this is a late discussion of it since it's been out for a while, but feel free and go ahead. All right, so, yeah, I know, like, Mace, Mace Windu, he just wants to, um, just very clear-cut, go in and do a uh, very short investigation, just talk to the senator, come back. Oh, no, no, they wanted to get um, uh, the body of the Jedi, and that's it. Go get the body of the Jedi, come back, whatever the senator had said, that's enough, that's enough evidence, and they're going to go back. And that's what the council wanted. He's, as a representative of the council... Mace Windu's just following protocol. Mm-hmm. Dooku wants to find out really what happened. And he does, and I per, I personally really would count Dooku in that situation. Like, he went and did find out what happened. Like, what, what would you have done in this situation? Like, would you have, I mean, because that's what the whole episode is about, choices. Like, where, yeah, it's it's a tricky situation. Like, for sure. What do you, what do you think about how they handle their choices? I think you're, absolutely right in where mace was very by the book and uh he just wanted to do the orders kind of like obi-wan and like obi-wan was very by the book when he was training anakin and dooku wanted to find the route to justice he wanted to get to the bottom of this maybe so it doesn't happen again you know he didn't want to just do like if you give a man a fish he'll eat for a day if you teach a man to fish he'll eat for a lifetime so maybe that's what Dooku's philosophy was. Mace Windu wanted to give the man the fish. He wanted to just get the mission done. It's very similar to like the first Sith Lord. Like Count Dooku wanted to investigate the reporting. The Sith Lord Council said, oh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Same same thing with the with the slain Jedi. They're like, well, the senator said she died in this way, and that's good enough. Just get the body and let's go home. Like mm-hmm. not really doing justice to Yeah. Do you think that it's kind of like... So one of the things with Jedi is like they're not supposed to form attachments. 
do you think that applies to missions as well? Like, if they have a goal, they go in, get the goal, get out. They don't question, they don't form an attachment to that mission, per se, to try and seek for more, you know, seek for more answers, maybe, or do you think that they, or do you think it's just like a hierarchical thing, where if this is what the boss says, or if this is what the Grand Master says, then the Jedi Knights have to follow that, and they shouldn't go out on their own on a whim and try to discover more. Well, I think it depends because, uh, like forming forming attachments. I think it depends on the person, the situation. Like, what what are they forming attachments to? Like Mace Windu could be argued that he's forming atta- attachments to the rules of the Council. Uh, Dooku could yeah. be forming attachments to his inquisitiveness, but either way, both of those people need to still carry on with their lives. So Mm -hmm. even if they have, if Count Dooku still wants to investigate, he could investigate, but he just needs to be mindful and live, live in the moment and know that he may feel attachments to a certain thing, but not be swayed by that attachment to it. Um, I think that's sort of what, Obi-Wan Kenobi talks about like living in the moment. Or I mm-hmm. think Qui-Gon. Yeah. Qui-Gon talks about living Qui-Gon. in the moment. Yeah. The the living force. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't really I don't think you can really go through life without sort of having some sort of attachments, but you can you can be mindful of when those attachments are occurring. I think that's like sort of being yeah, to be mindful of the force. Mm-hmm. No, that, hey, that's you hit it right on the head there. You know, I think overall, I guess to wrap up Dooku's point of view for Tales, did you like his story in general, especially at near the end? Do you want to talk about that that moment? Oh, by the end, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. He, uh, when he when he showed Palpatine his uh his loyalty. You know, you could see you could see the first spark of it. Uh, in like the second episode, I think it's or second or third episode when you first see Dooku, mm-hmm. and there uh, there's that uh, is that by the tree, or is uh, it, oh no, that's in the it's when uh, they're on that like farming planet and one of the senators oh. is like bleeding it dry, mm-hmm. and um, they he finally catches the senator and he's about to wipe him out, mm-hmm. and you could just you could see his anger rise and it's like oh well, that's that's the temptation of the dark side yeah. Um, and even, now, yeah. even though even though it's justifiable, you know, even though he's doing it for a good reason, yeah, for those people, it's still, I mean, he's a senator, and Jedi aren't supposed to. Basically, he was targeting what seemed like an innocent man, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can see where they say like. It it did look like a lot of the show that they were, um, it did seem that the council was really supporting the Senate quite a lot. Mm -hmm. They do show a lot of the senators and they do do show the Jedi working with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was a very, very interesting interaction. Um, But uh, to answer your question about about the, the last scenes... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, before we get there, I want to talk about, uh, okay, so, uh, Yoda's girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. Yoda's girlfriend. 
uh, at first, as soon as she came on the screen, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a Yoda with hair. I'm like, oh, is this, <laughs> is this younger Yoda? I'm like, maybe he had hair. I've never thought of it like that. Like, does, was Yoda uh, just bald? I mean, did he get older? You know, he just lose, you know, the Rogaine's not working anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Is a, is a new, his new do. I think, was it red? I think. Yeah, it was like red, or, red, red or something. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, kind of like a dirt, uh, blonde, blondish red or something like that. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of kind of taken back. You thought it was Yoda for a second there. It's like, got my mind. Oh. It's got my mind spinning. Like, oh, I didn't know there were more. I thought, <laughs> you know, like I never really, I never really see more of Yoda's kind uh, except for Grogu. You know, she was in the movie. Oh, she was. I believe so. I believe they were in the first movie. I want to say. I just gotta know if but, her. And uh, Yoda had a thing. Were they dating? Were they like work buddies? Did they flirt? Well, you know, you know, they're the end result of that relationship. Baby Yoda. No. The no. rumors. The is rumors. Is that what that is? I don't. I don't think so. Little Grogu. Yeah, could be. Nobody knows, but there's only three of them. There's a mom, a dad, and a baby. <laughs> and that, Do the math. That is a family. <laughs> But the funny thing is, did you did you pick up also that she speaks normal? Oh yeah, yeah. What is with that? So what is with Yoda? Is he the normal one or is he the weird one? Like, oh, he's definitely he's, weird, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, he's the the old weird grandmaster. Oh, uh, you know, I wonder if it's like uh, like galactic, like learning a language. Like he like it's not his native language. He picked oh, it up and he's, that could be. it's like broken English. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, he's still he's still the master. Yeah. He's still the the head honcho. But um. Well. So did you want to get to the? I don't know if I want to. It broke my heart, man. Tell All you right. the truth. All right, go. Uh, do you want me to take us in? Sure. All right. So. Yaddle, some say Yaddle, goes to. Follow Dooku. Basically, she gets a, a sense that Dooku's up to something not super aligning with the Jedi way. And she follows Dooku to this place called the Works, where Palpatine trains his apprentices and does different activities related to Sith stuff. And uh, basically, Yale confronts him, sees Dooku and Palpatine, doesn't know it's Chancellor Palpatine, but knows it's another Sith Lord. And probably the master of Dooku. So she confronts them, and Palpatine basically tells Dooku to prove his loyalty to him and kill Yaddle in a duel. And yeah, it goes from there. And Here's my first problem with that situation. <laughs> Let me tell you. She, she sees a Sith Lord. Uh, probably um, oh, two Sith Lords. Yeah. Well, uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... Um, well, this, well uh, Palpatine is like the Sith Master. Yeah, he's like the... There's always two... At least during this time, there's always two Sith Lords. So, yeah. So, so if the, the last Sith Lord was on a hundred or a thousand years... So, the same with the, same with the Sith Master. It's been like a hundred or a thousand years. Yeah. So, it's the first... It is a uh, historic event. It is like... Uh, 
I mean, anyone part of the dark side is, is, a, is a threat, is dangerous. But then to see like two Sith Lords and then her first reaction is just jumps out, hello. <laughs> um, and immediately just decides that her best course of action is just to bring them both to justice. But I did really appreciate that she did try to bring them. I, at first thought I was like, oh my God, my dear, this, this was not the course of action to take. It was like, you know, they're, you, you know, they're up to, up to su suspicious stuff. Mm -hmm. Go back, get some more Jedi, uh, write a plan, do, you know, get some guns, <laughs> do something. Bring the clones. Get a Jedi tank. Yeah, bring the clones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she just like jumps out and was just like, what's up? Um, yeah, that's a... Uh... I did really appreciate that she did try to bring him over. She was just like, uh, mm -hmm. Dooku, whatever you did, um, it took, just step, step to me and we'll make this right. And she agreed with what he was doing, like with his views too. Yeah. Like that... That was surprising because I didn't think someone of, because Yoda's the grandmaster. Yeah. And I just felt like someone, like his species was probably very, always looking at a positive outlook, like doing this for good reasons. And I mean, she had good reasons, but I feel, I was surprised to see that she lost faith in the Jedi Order as well. Granted, the leader of it is another one of her kind, you know? That was kind of surprising. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she was a very interesting character. It actually made me think of all all the movies completely different, where I never saw... I don't remember seeing something that showed... Um, that really made me think of that... Um, maybe that uh, gray... The gray area between yep. the, dark si the dark side and mm -hmm. uh, the light. Like the balance? Yeah, the balance. The yeah. Balance. Or it's like it could, it could tip... It, it could tip either way, and it was so close, and it was like that confrontation is that tip. Like, you can come back, but for him, he felt like it was it was too late. He he was too committed to a situation, which is n never really true. Mm -hmm. People can sort of the episode of choices. Like, he could always make a choice to go back, but he made a decision to continue along the dark side, mm -hmm. which ultimately sealed his fate. Yeah. And, well, that's exactly what Yoda says. Like, once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. So that's exactly like what... And I, like you said, they did a really good job illustrating that. Once he... He had differing views, but he took a path that led him to something even darker. And I know if you read... the, They have books as well that go even into further detail. And there's, I haven't read it personally, but I've heard excerpts from it. And there's a book called Dooku Jedi Lost. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he, he did some pretty dark things in that book that, yeah, it, it just shows you that like his views against the Jedi, I feel like drove him deeper into something that probably once he started it, he couldn't get out of. Yeah. Maybe his motivations, like the dark side kind of corrupted him where like mm -hmm. the ends justified the means. Mm -hmm. um, I, kind of speaking of which, like I really, I really thought there was um they were uh, Ahsoka had uh, she went into hiding into a farming village and mm -hmm. I thought um, I don't know how they do this but it was like they were uh, some of the some of the villagers some of the some of the people working they mm -hmm. were just on break and they ended up talking politics there was uh, one of the younger guys. 
Um, he was saying how the Empire is protecting them. Yeah. I think they were sort of all in agreement. Like, yes, they were, they do feel safety and security. But mm-hmm. one, of, one of the older guys, he disagreed. He's like, sure, but, um, I can't remember his exact words, but it's like, but it depends or mm-hmm. for how long. Mm-hmm. But the, but the younger guy, just very persistent, just very persistent that the empire was the right way. And you could see that there are people all across the galaxies mm-hmm. that really are on either side of this political, this political struggle. Sure. Sure. And you kind of, you kind of see that idea or that concept across a lot of the other shows. So like Andor, that was a big concept. Some people were for the empire. Some people weren't. And a big message in that show was the empire slowly, slowly, very slowly at that time, choking the galaxy and restricting it so slowly that people aren't noticing. And that was a big message of that. But then you got Bad Batch where Crosshair, I know I'm going into some other shows, but just for examples, um, Crosshair is for the empire and his brothers that he always fought with during the Clone Wars they're on the on the better side. They're not part of the rebellion yet, but I think they're getting there. And basically they're just crosshair went to the the bad side and the rest of the bad batch went to the good side. So going back to Tales and Star Wars in general, like you were saying, it has that concept of good versus evil and which side is someone on. But then sometimes you have people like Ahsoka who will walk their own path and kind of find a balance Mm -hmm. you know she's not evil she's good but she doesn't align with the jedi necessarily that's that's what i kind of like about um like star wars is so hard to explain because it's so Mm -hmm. many different things and like there's so many different levels to it Mm -hmm. so even though there's a political the there's a political conflict um like what you're saying to me sounds like well that that's where the level of the force comes in Mm mm-hmm where it's you could be on either side of this political struggle, but it really comes down to where you personally uh, are in balance with the force. Like, are you, um, are they more, like, are they good? Are they bad? Mm-hmm. So it's personal, um, a way that a, a person is choosing to live their life. Sure, sure. Yeah, that, uh, it definitely, it's one of those, one of those uh, sagas or like entertainment forms that you can really connect to, you know, if you so choose to. But I think it definitely represents a lot of stuff within reality as well, you know. But going back within the Star Wars universe, um, I guess to wrap things up, because we're hitting on almost 30 minutes here, which is a pretty decent episode, you know. I mean, this is our longest one yet. And Grant, this is our first one together, so I guess this would be our... This is the, this is the record setter. This is the benchmark. You guys should let us know if, uh, if you like the shorter form, if you like uh, the longer form content. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Leave a comment. Tell us what you think. And uh, please, if you do enjoy, if you do like, please hit the like button. And if you want to subscribe, that's up to you. And uh, I just want to get your one last opinion. On a scale of 1 to 10, Tales of the Jedi. Oh, it's definitely a 10. 
All right. Really enjoyed it. You heard it from Paul. First and foremost, number 10. And if you guys want to subscribe, like I said before, please do. If you want to like, leave a comment. Like Paul said earlier, if you want to let us know how you like this form of content, it would greatly be appreciated. And the force is strong in all of us. Paul, do you have any sign-off remarks? May the force be with you. You got it.